When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Old radio, old radio, old radio, old radio, old radio. Comedy Podcast. Welcome to episode 72 of season 3 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Alice Faye got her start as a chorus girl on Vaudeville, then moved to Broadway in 1931 with George White's Scandals. She first appeared on radio on the Fleischmann's East Hour, then graduated to films with her debut in 1934's film version of George White's Scandals as the lead. This catapulted her to movie fame, and she starred in 21 other major films in the 1930s, many quite successful. In 1941, she married bandleader Phil Harris, who was working on the Jack Benny program. As Faye's film career began to decline in the early 1940s, she and her husband began working together in radio, first hosting the NBC program The Fitch Bandwagon, which was renamed The Phil Harris-Alice Faye Show in 1948, and the format changed to a situational comedy. Faye sang on every show, and her contralto voice was a big part of the show's success. The show ran until 1954. Faye returned to Broadway in 1974 in the revival Good News. She and Harris remained married for 54 years until Harris's death in 1995. Faye died three years later, at the age of 83. Now sit back and enjoy the November 23, 1947 and November 28, 1948 broadcasts of the Phil Harris-Alice Faye Show. girl wants. And that's the way your hair will be when you use Fitch's new cream shampoo. Fitch's cream shampoo leaves your hair dreamy soft like moonlight, shining like bright starlight. That's because this marvelous new shampoo is made with two beneficial beauty aids, lanolin and olive oil. Lanolin is used to soften the hair, to give it a brand new look. Olive oil is used to bring out sparkling highlights, to leave your hair gleaming and lustrous. And girls, you'll find Fitch's Cream Shampoo delightfully easy to use. Just a small dab whips into heaps of lather to thoroughly cleanse your hair and scalp. To rinse, just a swish of plain water and every bubble of suds is gone. Then see how soft and bright, how gloriously right this amazing shampoo leaves your hair. It looks as though it had been brushed and brushed and brushed. Fitch's Cream Shampoo is thrifty, too. Compare the size of the jar. Compare its low cost and buy it at drug or toilet goods counters. That Fitch's Cream Shampoo, made with lanolin and olive oil, 
for softer, shinier hair. The F.W. Fitch Company, makers of Fitch Shampoo, presents the Fitch Bandwagon, written by Ray Singer and Dick Chevrolet, with Elliot Lewis, Walter Tetley, Janine Roos, Ann Whitfield, Robert North, Walter Sharp and his music, and starring Alice Faye and Bill Harris. As we look into the Harris home, it is 12 o'clock noon. Bill is still asleep, and Alice is downstairs talking to her brother, William. 12 o'clock noon, and Philip is still sleeping. Alice, why do you let him sleep so late? But he's tired, William. He and his band played at a dance last night, and they got home very late. He was so groggy when he got in, he didn't know what he was doing. Why? What happened? He came in half asleep, sat on the edge of the bed, took off one shoe and one sock, and then sat there for a half hour staring at his feet. Staring at his feet? Yes. Finally, he turned to me and said, Hey, Alice, am I going to bed or am I just getting up? (laughs) Now, you know, Phil's been working too hard lately. All he thinks about is his band and his musicians. It's gotten so he hasn't taken me out once in the last three months. Why not? I don't belong to the union and Patrilla won't allow it. (laughs) Oh, I wish Phil wouldn't work so hard. Mommy, where's the dog? We're playing dog set and we want to hitch Lieutenant Donahue up to our cot. Oh, I meant to tell you, children, Lieutenant Donahue didn't feel well this morning and I took him over to the veterinarian. What's wrong with you, Mommy? Well, I don't know yet, but... The doctor's going to call me later and let me know. Now, run along and play, girl, huh? Alice, just what's bothering you about Philip? Well, he's, he's so preoccupied. He, he doesn't know what he's saying half the time. His mind is always with that band of his. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Here he comes now. Good morning, Phil. i got to get a new sax player. Oh, she's going to kiss me. Good morning, Phil. <laughs> i got to enlarge that fiddle section... Bill Harris, I'm talking to you. Oh, uh, pardon me. Uh, what did you say, miss? <laughs> I'm your wife, remember? And I'm standing here with my lips puckered up. Doesn't that mean anything to you? Oh, yeah. I got to get a new trumpet player. Bill, <laughs> <laughs> aren't you going to kiss me good morning? Oh, sure. Kiss you. Certainly am. I was just thinking about band A. Come here, honey, and I'll give you a great big... Good morning, Philip. <laughs> It's about time you got up. You should be ashamed, wasting such a glorious day. Time is too precious to be wasted. Every minute should be devoted to accomplishing something. Look, Portia, go out and face life someplace else, will you? (laughs) Philip, Philip, I'm here on business. I've been going over the books, and I find you're overpaying the musicians in your band. They're not worth what you're giving them. Get lost, Ledger Head. Get lost. (laughs) I haven't had a cup of coffee yet, and you ain't paying. You're paying too much, paying too much. I gotta pay my boys a lot. After all, I got the best musicians in the country. Those are the best. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> Not you too, Brutus. Just wait a minute. After all, now, you ain't trying to say that my musicians ain't no good. Well, that ain't the only thing they ain't. <laughs> well, even, even you must admit that your band is, shall we say, loud? They ain't so loud. And how come all your girl vocalists wind up with punctured eardrums? (laughs) Oh, Alice, why don't you stop exaggerating? You used to sing with my band, and it didn't affect you any, did it? Eh? (laughs) Eh? Eh? What's that? Oh, stop 
stop exaggerating. He whiz. Oh, Phil. Oh, you just keep picking on my band, that's all. Why don't no. you leave me alone? No, no, I'm not only picking on it because, because of what it... I, I'm only picking on it because of what it's doing to you. You're working too hard. You don't look well lately. What are you talking about? I never looked better in my life. And, baby, that's hard to top. <laughs> you, you don't look well, Philip. And it's because you don't lead a healthy, normal life like I do. I don't smoke, drink, or run around. I'm in bed every night at 9 o'clock. And at 6 o'clock the next morning, I get up. What for? <laughs> to fill your fountain pen or something? <laughs> Look, will you guys leave me alone? There's nothing wrong with me. Well, I think there is, Phil. You're very irritable lately. Do me a favor. Go to the doctor and have a basal metabolism. There's nothing wrong with my metabolism. It's as basal as anybody's, even Basler. Oh, now, look, a checkup won't do any harm. Please do it for my sake. All right, all right. Metabolism, metabolism. I knew I was going to miss that. <laughs> I'll go just to prove it to you that I am in perfect shape. I'll go. I'll go down and see Dr. Emmerman. But if I'm going to go, I better go now because i got a band rehearsal later this afternoon. Well, you go ahead, Phil. I'll call the doctor and tell him you're coming right down. Okay. And look, Alice, call Frankie and tell him to pick me up at the doc's office. So long, honey. So long, dear. Goodbye, Philip. <laughs> Even through the door, I can hear that guy. I don't know what they're worrying about. I never felt better in my life. Nothing ever bothers me. I don't worry. I got a system. If your temper's getting the top hand, all you got to do is just stop and pass that peace pipe, bury that hat. You like the duck sauce, kick the sauce, chattahoochee, chip won't do. If you're feeling mad as a wet hand, mad as you can possibly get, then pass that peace pipe and bury that Tommy off like those GMX Cherokee Shaboot effects, too. Try to use a little restraint. Hold that hanky. And wipe off all that war pain. And if you find yourself in a fury, be your own judge and your own jury. Pass that beef pipe and bury that hatchet like the duck sauce, chicka sauce, chattahoochee, chippewa, too. If you want to hover out of West, too, you will soon discover it's best to pass that beef pipe and bury that hatchet like the toad, so chongo, chattanooga, chigaro, do. Even in colonial days, you knew the ceremonial ways to pass that beef pipe and bury that tomahawk like the Jubilees, Jibbish, and Chickabees, too. Top man on the totem pole. So if you want to be an all right guy, not a long face, blue to the night sky, write that apology and dispatch it. When you call it grand to pass, pass that peace pipe and bury that hatchet. Like the chalk sauce, chicken sauce, chattahoochee, chip of war. Those who see your next Cherokee should move the back. Those who do the meat, chip a chest and chick a piece. Cho, cho, chango, chattanooga, chica, Alice, 
now that Philip has left the doctor, do you really think there's anything wrong with him? Oh, no, no. It's just that I don't want him to work so hard. I hope the doctor tells him something to slow him down. Why take any chances? Why don't you call the doctor and suggest the throw a little scare into Philip? It's the only way you'll ever get him to take it easy. Well, you may be right. I'll call the doctor and ask him to do it. I'll also call Frankie and tell him to do the same thing. Oh, doctor, Mrs. Harris just called. Her husband, Phil, is on his way down for checkup. You mean old Curly Top? <laughs> What's he want to check up for? All he's concerned about is his beautiful, wavy hair. <laughs> is he really that conceited about his hair? Is he? I'll never forget the last time he was here. Before I could listen to his heart, I had to remove the rag curlers from the hair on his chest. <laughs> Mrs. Harris wants you to throw a little scare into him, Doctor. He's been working too hard, and she feels you're the only one who can get him to slow down. You know, this could be fun. I could scare him with a few long medical terms. Let's see, now, what can I tell him he has? Um, oh, why don't you tell him he has rhinogenous cephalalgia? Nurse, I can't tell them that. Why not? I can't pronounce it. <laughs> what does it mean? It's a simple headache. <laughs> of course, I'll give it to me. Very well, I'll tell him. <laughs> I'll tell him he has... Uh... What's that word again? Rhinogenous cephalalgia. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, doctor, someone just came into the reception room. That must be Harris now. I'll go out and see him. Hiya, Doc. Good morning, Mr. Harris. How do you feel? Great, great. How do you feel? Not bad. You, uh, you don't look so good. <laughs> I don't? No, you're, uh, you're a little pale. Uh, what's the matter? My stomach's been bothering me a little. Bit. <laughs> well, look, don't eat too much. Drink a lot of water and get plenty of fresh air. That'll be five dollars, please. <laughs> Thank you, Doctor. Wait a minute. I'm a doctor around here. You want to check up? Let's get started. Open your shirt. Okay. Well, I've never seen anything like this before. <laughs> What's wrong? You're the first patient I've ever seen with ham hocks tattooed on his chest. <laughs> yeah, and in color, too. <laughs> take a deep breath while I listen with my stethoscope. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. How am I, Doc? Uh, Mr. Harris. Yeah? Would you mind paying me advance for this visit? <laughs> Wait a minute, Doc. There's nothing wrong with me. Is there? <laughs> well, I hate to tell you this, Mr. Harris, but you have a severe case of... Excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> Rhinogenous cephalalgia. <laughs> what the heck you got in that back room, Doc? <laughs> what did you say I have? I said you have a severe case of rhinogenous cephalalgia. Oh, that. Well, that's nothing to worry about. I'll just go home and sprinkle some malbin on my crudel vine. <laughs> What's a crudel bond? You worry with it. I'm still working on rhinoceros. (laughs) 
Mr. Harris, uh, I don't want to frighten you, but you're a sick man. Yeah? Yeah. In addition to what I just said, you have an acute case of dorsum rotundum, and you're in the advanced stages of sideriasis capitis. <laughs> Gee, I got all that stuff, Doc. Well, couldn't I trade that in for the flu or something? Why do you want the flu? I want something I can write home and tell my mother I got. <laughs> flu I can spell. F-L-E-W. <laughs> I'll write it out for you. Here. And remember, this is no laughing matter, Mr. Harris. You're in bad shape. Unless you slow down and take things easy, I will not be responsible for the consequences. Wait. Is it that serious? I'm afraid it is, Mr. Harris. Well, gee, where is I? I can't understand it. I, I thought I felt good when I came in here. Well, so long, Doc. could this happen to anybody so fast? Gee, now my head feels hot and my hands feel cold and clammy and I'm breathing heavy. At least I'm breathing. <laughs> what did he said I had? Dorsum rotundum. Oh, I don't see how I'm even walking. This is awful. Hiya, Curly. Oh, hello, Frankie. Alice told me you were here and you... Curly, what's wrong? Oh, Frankie, there's something I got to tell you. You're looking at a man who has a case of dorsum rotundum. <laughs> the whole case? <laughs> Where'd you get the stuff, Frankie? Be serious, William. Don't talk so loud. You're getting on my nerves. <laughs> I just wanted to see the doctor, and well, he put that that thing on my chest, and I'm a sick man, Frankie. I don't, Frankie. I don't look like a guy who's about to kick off, do I? I don't know, Curly. <laughs> you mean I look sick? Yeah, your face looks awful. You're pale and drawn. You got big bags under your eyes. Bags under my eyes? Are they noticeable? Not really. Just looks like your nose is wearing a saddle. English or cowboy? <laughs> More like a side saddle. You really got it, man. I know I got it, but I wish I knew what I got. Well, for one thing, I can see you got too much iron in your blood. How do you know I got too much iron in my blood? It's obvious. Look at your hands. The ends of your fingers are breaking out in nails. <laughs> oh, Frankie, how can you joke at a time like this? You're supposed to be my pal. Comfort me. Say something to cheer me up. Just tell me that I'm not going to die. Tell me I'm not going to die. All right, I'll tell you. <laughs> but my heart won't be in it. <laughs> Oh, Remley, how can you be so callous? You're supposed to be a friend. You don't care what happens to me. That's not so, Curly. I don't like to get sentimental, but all I can say is, I wish I could go in your place. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gee, Frankie. That's awful sweet of you. And all I can say is, I wish you could, too. <laughs> 
Curly, I gotta get down to rehearsal now, but you better not go. I'll drive you home. Don't first. bother. I'll walk down. I'm capable of walking home. Hope you make it. <laughs> so long, Curly. Gee, so young, too. <laughs> My pal Frankie. I don't know what I'd do without him, but I'd sure like to try it. <laughs> well, I got a long walk. No, maybe I better not walk my condition. I'm sicker than I know. Now I've even got a quiver in my liver. <laughs> my head's starting to ache. There comes those cold hands again. Maybe I better ride home. Hey, ambulance, I need taxi. Hello, Mr. Harris, I heard you calling a taxi. I'm going past your house. You want a lift to my delivery truck? Oh, hello, Julius. Yeah, I'd love a lift. Okay, jump in. Jump in, in my condition? Just open that door, kid, and let me crawl in there. Ah, beautiful day, hey, Mr. Harris? It's great to be alive, ain't it? I wouldn't know, Julius. Hey, I'm glad I met you. I got good news. Look, kid, before you say anything, I want you to know that you're looking at a man who isn't long for this world. Now, where do you hear my good news first? <laughs> That's life for you. He's going to get raised, and I'm going to get lowered. Hey, what's the matter with you anyway, Mr. Harris? Look, Julius, I've just been to my doctor, and according to him, I'm on my last legs. And gee, if anything happens to me, Alice wouldn't have a man around to take her in his arms and comfort her. I wouldn't say that, Mr. Harris. Oh, look, Julius. Oh, gee, it's got me worried to death. I wonder if she'd ever get married again. Nah. <laughs> No, she wouldn't, because I remember what she told me on our honeymoon. Hey, where did you and Miss Faye go on your honeymoon? Niagara Falls, why? Just checking. I wouldn't want to take her to the same place. <laughs> if I could lift my arm, I'd punch you right in the nose. Look, Julius, drive faster, will you? I feel worse every minute. I'm a little worried. Do you think maybe the doctor found something really wrong with Phil? Oh, nonsense, Alice. I'm positive there's nothing wrong with Philip. At least physically. <laughs> I guess it's silly of me to worry. I know there's nothing wrong with Phil. It's probably all in my imagination. It's just one of those things. Just one of those crazy things. One of those bad the sound and ring Just one of those things Just one of those nights Just one of those fabulous lights A trip to the moon on down the moon Just one of those things If we thought of it I'll be end of it When we started painting the tongue We'd have been aware that our So 
it was just one of those call about Lieutenant Donahue? No, no, honey. The veterinarian didn't call yet. He should any minute. You go out and play and I'll let you know when he does. Hmm? All right, Mommy. Do you think the dog will pull through, Alice? Well, he's very old. I don't think he has much chance. I'm afraid when the vet calls, he's going to have bad news. I guess I should have told Phil about the dog, but I didn't want to upset him any more than he is. sick man. I'm lucky I even made it home. Everything's beginning to hurt now. How can things happen so quickly? And how am I going to tell Alice? It's going to break her heart. I better sneak in the house and go upstairs until I think of some way to tell her. I hope Alice isn't around so I can... Oh, darn it, there's the phone. Now she'll come out here to answer it and... Well, I better hide in the dining room here till she's finished. Well, that's probably the doctor calling now, William. I'm anxious to find out how the poor old thing is. Hello. Oh, hello, doctor. I've been waiting for your call. Oh, why is the doctor calling her? Now it will come as a shock and she'll get hysterical. He's that bad, doctor? You think he's going to die? Oh, what a shame. (laughs) He tells her I'm going to die and all she can say is, Oh, dear, what a shame. (laughs) You'd think a guy's wife would show more enthusiasm. Yes, that's true, Doctor. He is getting pretty old, and he has outlived his usefulness. (laughs) Pretty old. She ain't exactly no Margaret O'Brien herself. (laughs) Well, the children will miss him, but I can always replace him. I've seen several in Beverly Hills that appeal to me. Several, yet one ain't enough. Well, thank you, Doctor, for all your trouble. As soon as I get another one, I'll bring him in for shots. Bye. <laughs> William, the doctor said there's no hope for him. You know, the house will seem sort of empty without him. Oh, nonsense. He was never around anyway. He was always chasing all over town. <laughs> Why? I-, I don't even think he appreciated the horse meat you cooked for him. <laughs> Meat, I thought she was just a bad cook. Well, just the same, I'm going to miss him. Well, frankly, I fail to understand how you ever tolerated him around the house. He was always lying around scratching himself with his hind leg. <laughs> I suppose he thinks that's easy. I've sort of become attached to him. I'll never forget the way he used to look up at me with that silly face and lick my hand. Gee whiz, ain't nothing sacred to her. I can't believe it. Here I am about to die, and my wife doesn't even shed a tear. Just pretty thing like me wilting in the flower of you. To think that Alice doesn't even care. It's just 
I don't know what he's going to do with it. Who's that coughing in there? What? My Phil, it's you. Phil, what's wrong? What did the doctor say? Oh, as if you didn't know, you Jezebel, you. I heard you talking to the doctor, and he said my days are numbered, and, and you didn't even care. You had... Oh, oh, Phil, that was the veterinarian I was talking to. The dog is sick. The dog? Oh, don't tell me we're both going together. <laughs> I need with everything else that's wrong with me. What do you mean? What's wrong with you, Phil? Yes, yes. What did the doctor say you had, Philip? Oh, I'm, I'm awful sick, William. I, I've got rhinotosis. I've got... <laughs> well, wait a minute. Here's the whole list. Yes, let me see. <laughs> <laughs> Alice, Alice, this is priceless. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Oh, oh, Philip, there's nothing wrong with you. All you have is dorsum rotundum, which means you're round-shouldered. Rhinogenous cephalalgia is a headache, and pityriasis capitis means dandruff. Now, how do you like that? <laughs> how do you like that? I thought I was dying, and all I got is round shoulders, headache with dandruff. <laughs> how can I have dandruff? I use fitch. <laughs> the idea of the doctor throwing a scare like that into oh, me? Oh, Phil, I'm sorry, but oh. it's my fault. I told the doctor to scare you a little so you'd take it easy. But, honey, you shouldn't have an order done that. Well, maybe I shouldn't have an order, but I've done it. <laughs> I want you to stop working so hard so you can spend more time at home with me. You like to be with me, don't you? Hmm. <laughs> you know I do. Sure I do. Come here, baby. I want to take you in my arms and... Philip, I hope this has taught you a lesson. Oh, I got to set a trap for you, kid. <laughs> Get out of here, will you, Willie? We're busy. Now, go on. All right, right. Philip, I hope, but I hope this scare, scare made you realize the importance of moderation. Or, as a Chinese philosopher once said, he who water rice fields too much wind up with just muddy fields and no rice. Thank you, Madam Chung Kai Shek, and get lost. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good health to all from Rexall. It's Sunday. Time for the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show. Presented by the makers of Rexall Drug Products and your Rexall Family Druggist. Good evening. This is your Rexall Family Druggist. Taking a little time from behind the prescription counter this Sunday evening to speak for all 10,000 of us. The 10,000 independent druggists who have added the word Rexall to our own store names. You can always tell us by the orange and blue Rexall sign in our windows. The sign means that we carry the 2,000 or more drug products made by the Rexall Drug Company. They range all the way from aspirin to penicillin. 
and they're as fine and pure and dependable as science can make them. We druggists recommend them to our customers because we know you can depend on any drug product that bears the name Rexall. Good health to all from Rexall. And now your Rexall family druggist brings you the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show, written by Ray Singer and Dick Chevrolet, with Elliot Lewis, Walter Tetley, Robert North, Janine Roos, Ann Whitfield, Walter Scharf and his music, yours truly, Bill Foreman, and starring Alice Faye and Phil Harris. <laughs> Today, as we look in on the Harrises, Alice is preparing to wash the lunch dishes, and Phil has just returned from a band rehearsal. Hiya, honey. Hello, Phil. How did the rehearsal go? Fine. I was in great voice. I was hitting those low ones like a bell, honey. Hey, where are the kids? Oh, they're in school. And Phil, when they come home, I wish you'd talk to them. They were very naughty and noisy this morning. They were doing Hold it, Myrtle. Hold it. (laughs) Now, don't start on me this early in the morning. My kids ain't naughty. They're as refined and well-behaved as I am. And they ain't noisy either. I've taught my children to be quiet and docile. (laughs) Docile? Docile? Don't mess with it, honey. It's too tough for you to handle. (laughs) Trouble with you is you don't know how to manage them. I let them know who's boss. I don't I let them start. Yeah, but you pushed me. I did not. You pushed me. I'm gonna tell mommy I don't care. Wait a minute. Wait. Wait a minute. What's going on in here? Your docile children have arrived. <laughs> what are you girls doing home so early? The teacher sent us home. Why? She's got a grudge against us. Yeah, she didn't like the record we brought to music appreciation class. Why not? I gave you Brahms' lullaby. That's a beautiful melody. Oh, she liked that one, but she didn't think the one Daddy gave us was classical enough. (laughs) And uh, what record did your Daddy give you? The Dogtown Poker Club. (laughs) Oh, Phil, how could you give them a record like that? It's not even a song. It doesn't have any melody. Well, maybe not, but it has an exceptional recitative. Recitative? Let it lay. That'll give you more trouble than Dokile. <laughs> Girls, was the teacher very angry with you for bringing that record to school? She was kind of mad. But she really blew her top when Phyllis and I sang it. You sang Darktown Poker Club? Oh, stop it, Alice. You children don't even know it. Oh, no? Hit it, Phyllis. Bill Jackson was a poor old dub who joined the Darktown Poker Club and cursed the day he told them he would join... Phil Harris, did you hear that? Do you want your children to be expelled from school? What was good enough for their father is good enough for them. (laughs) The teacher wants to see you, Mommy. Here's a note she sent to mm-hmm. you. I was afraid of that. What's she got to say, honey? Dear Mrs. Harris, I would appreciate your dropping in to see me at school this afternoon. I would like to talk to you on a matter of vital importance. Sincerely, Miss Williams. Oh, so she wants to talk to us, huh? Well, there's a few things I want to tell her, too. And I'll be glad to go to school with you and straighten her out. Yes. <laughs> For the sake of the children and the morale of the school, please come alone and don't bring old do-what-diddy. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
Now I'll have to go to school with the children this afternoon, and it's all your fault, okay, Phil. Okay, so I'm sorry. Well, I wouldn't mind, but I have the dishes to do, and I wanted to wash out a few things. I'll take care of that for you. I'll do the dishes, and I'll put your stuff in the washing machine. Go ahead. Go with the kids. Go all on. right, all right. You'll find everything in the laundry ba- basket beside the Bendix. Now, be careful, Phil. Don't mess up my washing machine. Be careful, she says. I know how to handle a washing machine. There's nothing to it. This machine practically runs itself. All I got to do is open the top of it and get the... Uh Uh-oh. Now, who put this package of butter in the washing machine? Daddy, that's the deep freezer. This is the washing machine. This is the washing... Well, no wonder my root beer never gets cold in here. (laughs) Phyllis, stop looking at me like that. I just happened to make a little mistake. I know a deep freezer from a washing machine. This time of day, the, 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 the light is bad in here. Yes. <laughs> now, I better get Alice's stuff and put it in... Oh, Phyllis, answer the doorbell, will you? All right, Daddy. Now, let me see. Alice has two slips here and, uh... uh I wonder if she wants this girdle washed. (laughs) Yeah, I might as well put it in. I often wonder why Alice wears one. She's so slender. Hiya, Curly. Ah, hello, Frankie. What are you doing? Gonna wash out a girdle? (laughs) Oh. Shall I turn around while you take it off? Oh, be a wise guy. I'm doing Alice's laundry. Why are you doing it? For a very simple reason. Alice is going to school because Miss Williams don't like the way I sing Darktown Poker Club, so I'm doing her laundry. Alice is going to school. (laughs) Miss Williams don't like the way you sing Darktown Poker Club, so you're doing her laundry. Curly, I feel slighted. Why? I don't like the way you sing it either, but you never do my laundry. Look, if you want to hang around here, be quiet. Dolkai. Now, look. We got a lot of work to, go, to do. After the washing, we got to do the dishes. Yeah, but if we do it... The... What do you mean, we? <laughs> look, Remley, it ain't going to be hard. It'll be fun. We'll make a game out of it. I'll do the laundry, you do the dishes, and we'll see who gets through first. Oh, goody, a race. Yeah. <laughs> well, sounds like loads of sport. <laughs> I bet I finish before you do. What makes you so sure? Because I ain't going to do no dishes. <laughs> Come on, Frankie, be a pal. Do the dishes for me, won't you? No. I can't wash dishes. Man in my position can't afford to have red on sightly hands. <laughs> Why not? Because my fellow musicians just voted me the guitar player with the softest hands in the union. <laughs> Look, fluffy fingers. If you don't do my dishes, there won't be no need for you to belong to the musicians' union. Now get to going there while I do the dishes. Or All right. But it ain't fair. You've got a washing machine to do the laundry with. I gotta do the dishes by hand, and that'll. 
Washing machine. Hold it. <laughs> Just quiet down a minute there, Henry. What's the matter? You can't do no dishes in the Bendix. Why not? Doesn't have any paddles. Nothing keeps turning around to break anything. The water just keeps swishing around. Just swish. That's all. It does? Sure. It works just like a dishwashing machine. It's based on the principle of centrifugal force, which radiates through a diametric gravitation. I never thought of it that way before. <laughs> hey, Remley. What? Hey, let's try. All right. I wonder why Alice never thought of doing dishes in it. Yeah, well, you know how women are. <laughs> they always do things wrong. Yeah. They're not like us men. When we do things, we do them right. There's them that does and them that don't And them that says they will but won't So if Satan tempts you, hold on tight Cause you can't do wrong doing right There's them that shall and them that shan't And them that wish they could but can't But it's them that does that sees the light Cause you can't do wrong doing right Look at that gal Delilah She had them all in a spin she clipped the mighty Samson But she got caught when the house fell in So you see there's got to be Just one road for you and me Let old Satan know he's lost the fight Cause you can't do wrong doing right You gotta do right Well make me know Yes it. you gotta do right Well keep on a preacher If you wanna see the light Oh tell it brother Cause you can't do wrong when you're doing right There's them that's good and them that's mean And them that's somewhere in between But it looks to me from what I've seen That you can't do wrong doing right There's them that's meat, them that's bold. Now don't ask me, but I've been told it's the meat that plays them hops of gold. Cause you can't do wrong doing right. Look at old Big Goliath, ragging about his side, picking on little David. But he got his right between the eyes, and so you see, there's got to be just one road for you and me. Let old Satan know he's lost the fight. Cause you can't do wrong doing right. You mustn't do wrong. That's right with me. No, you mustn't do wrong. That's philosophy. If you want to get along, oh, I believe it now. Don't you never get along if you're doing wrong. Now they threw Daniel to the lions. The king had it done, he's the law. But it wasn't long till Daniel had all of them cats drinking milk out of straw. And so you see, there's got to be just one road for you and me. Let old Satan know he's lost the fight. Cause you can't do wrong doing right. No, you can't do wrong doing right. Cause you can't do wrong when you're doing what is right. Keep on doing Well, Curly, I got all the dishes in the washing machine and I got the water and the soap chip set. All I got to do now is turn it on. Uh, yeah, well, hold it now. Before you start, look. You sure this thing works on that principle of diabetic aggravation? <laughs> Curly, please. Now, just stand back and let me do this. Your dishes will be finished in no time. All you'll have to do is put them away. Well, here we go. Hey, listen to her. Hey, Frankie, she's really working, ain't she? Well, of course. I know what I'm doing every minute. Yeah. Hey, this is well way to do it. Sure. Besides that, it don't take long. Now, shut it off now. Yeah. Al Curly, your dishes are finished. Now, just open the door and let...
stand there, Curly. Put him away. <laughs> What'll I use, a shovel? <laughs> oh, look at those dishes. Every one of them broken to bits. That hard water will do it every time. <laughs> look, get a broom, Frankie. We got to sweep this up before Bill, Alice... Bill, what was that awful noise? What happened? I... Oh, no, my good dishes. Hello, Alice. Phil, which one of you is responsible for this? I refuse to answer on account of I'm no stool pigeon. <laughs> Nor am I. Besides, Curly didn't mean to do it. Rambling. <laughs> you squealed on your leader. <laughs> Remley, you know the musician's code. I'll thank you to turn in your guitar pick. Well, it was your fault, Curly. You suggested we do the dishes in the washing machine. I suggest. What? You did the dishes in my washing machine? Oh, Phil, can't you ever do anything right? You break my dishes, my washing machine, and... Well, don't stand there. Haven't you anything to say for yourself? Well, say something. I love you madly. Stop it. Look, Phil, I have to go over to the school now, but I'm warning you. If you so much as touch anything while I'm gone, I'll... I'll... I'll leave you. Go ahead and leave us. Right. <laughs> if she continues to nag us like this, we may be forced to go to Reno. <laughs> yeah. No! <laughs> Alice is just upset. I don't like the way she talked either, but she... She don't mean anything. I don't know, Curly. <laughs> when a woman starts nagging and finding fault with everything her husband does, it only means one thing. Her love has fifted. <laughs> <laughs> it's wafted. <laughs> I'll accept that till I look it up <laughs> Come to think of it She has been taking me for granted lately She don't bring me little things anymore Let's face it, Curly Alice don't love you So you gotta leave her But Frankie It'd be cruel to leave her at a time like this If she stopped loving me It could only mean one thing what? She must be out of her mind <laughs> Besides, I don't want to leave Alice Curly, you don't have to actually leave her Just pretend When she sees your bags packed She won't let you get as far as the front door Yeah Maybe it would teach her a lesson Sure I'll tell you what I'm going to do I'm going to pack my stuff And make believe I'm leaving her right now I'll pack everything in the house that's mine Everything that I paid for I think you ought to pack more than just a toothbrush <laughs> I bought the paste, too. Well, Frankie, I got all my valuables packed. Hey, by the way, Remley, uh, well, did, uh, did you pack those bottles carefully? I, uh, I don't want that stuff to break. <laughs> don't worry, Maestro. I packed each one in Excelsior. Good. I just couldn't go on if anything happened to my wave set. (laughs) 
Hey, Curly, what's the idea of taking two trunks? What do you got in this one, anyway? My most valued possession? Yeah? It's a gift from Rexall. What is it? 2,000 drug products. <laughs> the finest that science can make. I take it wherever I go. Of course. Man's a fool to travel without 2,000 assorted drugs. <laughs> Just being diplomatic, Mr. Remley, mm -hmm. makes the sponsor happy to know that I carry these around in my trunk. Oh, sure. Sure. And what have you got in the other trunk? 10,000 independent druggists? <laughs> Don't be sarcastic. Ah. Hand me my orange and blue carpet bag. <laughs> uh, Curly, you didn't have to pack all this stuff. You're not going anywhere. Wait a minute, I know, but if I don't do it right, Alice will know I'm bluffing. You gotta do it right. Now look, Frankie, to make this look real, when Alice comes back, you be pleading with me not to all go. All right, I know what to do. This is my idea. All I right, fixed the just whole be thing. sure that you just... Oh, hey, wait a minute, there, there's the back door. It's coming open. That's Alice. Now start pleading with me, oh, please. Okay, okay. Curly... You mustn't leave Alice. Oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry, Frankie. I've made up my mind. But, Curly, if you won't think of Alice, think of me. You can't leave me. I'm the best friend you ever had. I know, Frankie. I know. And I'm going to miss you, pal. I'll miss you, too, Curly. Things won't Night seem the same without so you. long since you and <laughs> I know how you feel. You're going to miss me? I'll miss you. Well, I'm going to say that you'll always be... My buddy, my buddy, your buddy is a... Juliet! <laughs> oh, you can stop singing, Jeanette. We're through. How come you got in here now, Julius? Hey, what's all the packing for, Mr. Harris? Well, if you must know, I'm leaving Mrs. Harris. You're leaving, Miss Faye? Where you going? I don't know yet. You're leaving my dreamboat all alone? You don't know where you're going? How about Siberia? <laughs> this is no joking matter, Julius. I've made up my mind to leave home forever. So, goodbye, kid. Please, Mr. Harris, don't be hasty. Do me a favor. Before you go... Take a little time to think this over. Well, I... Time's up. So long, Max. <laughs> well, what are you waiting for? I said goodbye. Get going. Don't shove me. Leave him alone, Julius. The poor guy's heartbroken. He found out his wife don't love him anymore. She don't? Gee, Mr. Harris, the way I feel about this can't be put into words. But I would, would like to express my feelings, if I may. Go ahead, kid. Wait till I tell the newspapers about this. Now, wait a minute, kid. I can't let this get in the papers. Look, Julius, I might as well tell you. I'm not really leaving Alice. It's just a gag to teach her a lesson. A gag? You mean you're not going away? That's right. But you can't do this to me! <laughs> you can't raise my hopes to the heights of ecstasy and then dash them on the ruts of despair. I'll get you for this. I'll teach you to trifle with the emotions of an abruzio. I'll be... And that's the whole story, Miss Faye. I went outside your house here to warn you about it. Oh, thank you for telling me, Julius. I really appreciate it. I could kiss you for this. You better not, Miss Faye. 
If you did, you'd never be happy with old Ham Hawk again. <laughs> Bill is going to pretend to leave me, huh? Oh, Curly Top's going to teach me a lesson. Wait till I get in the house. I'll teach him one. I'll just tiptoe into the living room. I wonder what's taking Alice so long. I can't wait all day to leave her. Well, be patient, Curly. She'll be home soon. Don't forget, as soon as she comes in, you make... Hello, fellas. Oh, uh, Alice. Uh, Curly, you can't leave. I beg of you. You can't leave. No, I'm sorry, Frankie. I've made up my mind. I'm leaving. But, Curly... Alice, you talk to him. Tell him he can't leave. All right. Phil, don't leave Frankie. <laughs> I'm not leaving Frankie. I'm leaving you. Really? Yes, I am. Oh, dear. This is quite a shock. <laughs> I may never get over this. When are you leaving? Oh, please, Alice, don't carry on like that. <laughs> You're making it difficult for me to leave, but I've made up my mind to go, and when I make up my mind to go, I go. Here's your hat. Stop pushing. <laughs> Alice, aren't you even going to ask me why I'm going? All right. Why? You have the unmitigated gall to ask that question. There's nothing I can do. I can't do anything but leave. After the way you've bull-bretting me, I mean brow-betting me, I mean... Uh, <laughs> I know what you mean. Goodbye. I ain't leaving until I say that word right. <laughs> Bow beaten. Bean bop. The word is browbeaten. You stay out of this. <laughs> Alice, I'm warning you. When I walk out that front door, you'll never see me again. And after I'm gone, you're going to wish... I'm hungry. Hand me an apple out of that bowl, Phil. Here. Thanks. Now, what were you saying? I was saying that I'm leaving you for good. I'm going as far away as I can. You'll be all alone, and when I... Alice, stop eating when I'm leaving you. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you'd gone already. Goodbye, Phil. Goodbye, Alice. Goodbye, Curly. Goodbye, Frankie. Wait a minute. You're coming with me. <laughs> you think I'm going to leave you here? You're crazy. Let's go. Alice, I'm telling you, if you let me go through this door, you can consider yourself a single woman. You can do as you please. That'll get her, Curly. She won't let you go two more steps. Two steps, huh? It's one... Two. Oh, Phil! Right on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I knew you'd call me back. <laughs> and now that you've learned your lesson, little lady, what is it that you desire? Where did I put Tyrone Powers' phone number? That doesn't... <laughs> I'm really leaving, oh, you. If you want me, Alice, I'll be at Frankie's apartment and you can send my allowance there. <laughs> oh, poor Phil. He just hated to leave. <laughs> well, I'll just let him suffer at Frankie's overnight. Lavender blue, dilly dilly, lavender green If you were king, dilly dilly, you'd need a queen Who told me so, dilly dilly, who told me so I told myself, dilly dilly, I told me so If your dilly dilly heart feels a dilly dilly way Then you'll answer yes in a pretty little church on a dilly-dilly day I'll be wearing a dilly-dilly dress of lavender blue Dilly-dilly, lavender green Then you'll be king, dilly-dilly, and I'll be your queen Lavender blue, dilly-dilly, lavender green If you were king, dilly-dilly, you'd need a queen Oh, told you so, dilly-dilly-hoo, 
I told myself, dilly dilly, I told me so. If your dilly dilly heart feels the dilly dilly way, it will answer yes. In a pretty little church on a dilly dilly day, I'll be wearing a dilly dilly dress of lavender blue, dilly dilly, lavender green. Then you'll be king, dilly dilly, and I'll be Why do I listen to you? Oh, Why do I please. listen to you? Please. Alice, Alice won't let you go. She won't even let you go oh, through please, the door. please, hush your little mouth. <laughs> Be quiet. Go to sleep. I can't sleep. How can I sleep? I'm going to call her and tell her that I'm sorry. Yeah, you would. Don't be a sucker. If you do that, you'll defeat your purpose. Anyway, she's probably calling you right now. I bet you that phone rings before you can count to five. One, two, three, four... How do you do that? <laughs> hey, you're right. That's Alice. Thank goodness. Honey, I'm sorry I acted the way I did because I love you, baby. I'm crazy about you. I love you. Do you hear me? Love you. Stay where you are and I'll be right with you. Wow, what a wrong number. I gotta call this one again sometime. <laughs> Alice and Phil will be back in just a moment. This is your Rexall family druggist again. Last week, we received a letter which went like this. Dear Mr. Rexall Druggist, I have the job of buying the drug products for our family. It's a great responsibility, and I wish you would help me choose by telling me exactly why so many independent druggists recommend Rexall products. Let me answer you, ma'am, by giving you just one example. For instance... We Rexall druggists know that every Rexall drug product, and there are more than 2,000 of them, remember, is compounded by a registered pharmacist with the same care and accuracy that we use in filling your doctor's prescription. And we also know that every one of these 2,000 or more drug products are tested time after time before they ever come to our stores. That, ma'am, is just one of the reasons why 10,000 druggists have chosen to put the orange and blue Rexall sign in their windows. Why they all tell you, and honestly, that you can depend on any drug product that bears the name Rexall. Good health to all from Rexall. This is Phil Harris again. Folks, there's a lot of celebrating going on all over the state of Oregon. And congratulations to Coach Jim Aiken and his Oregon football team who have been selected to play SMU in the Cotton Bowl on New Year's Day. It should be a great game, and it's being played in one of my favorite cities, Dallas, Texas. Also, our full congratulations to USC and Northwestern. Thank you, and good night, everybody. Good night, folks. Good night. <laughs> Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. 
Thanks for listening. Thanks for.